Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 4.02 and you are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in. Kind of cloudy afternoon. Sun's broken through a little bit. Beautiful though. 79. Wow. Love that after being over 90 for a few days and for quite a bit in recent memory. Uh, still cloudy kind of uh, that way tonight. Low 64, but nothing really expected in terms of rain. Tomorrow, a little different story. Cloudy, even cooler. A high of just 70 and a few showers are likely tomorrow. Saturday and Sunday just peeking ahead a little bit. Looks really nice. A lot of sun and some clouds each day. High around 80 both Saturday and Sunday. Phillies lost 8-5 to Cincinnati last night. They were playing this afternoon, and I was so busy, I don't even know. Did they win, Joe? It's tie game right now. All right, so there you have it. They're trying to stay in the playoff race. I think they're three games out of a wild card, about 24 games to go. Joe, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, something also happened totally separate from the Phillies yesterday that hasn't happened since Babe Ruth played baseball. Did you hear what happened? Uh, yes, I think I did. Yeah. The relief pitcher yep. for the Reds. Yep. He gets the win, yes. which is not uncommon, but he also hit a home run, which is pretty uncommon for a relief pitcher. Right. And on top of that, he finished the game actually playing center field. Yes. So the last person to do that kind of a thing, pitch and play the outfield and hit a home run all in the same game, Babe Ruth back in 1921, almost 100 years ago. Wow. That's Isn't nuts. that remarkable? Well, and of course, Babe Ruth could have been yeah. one of the greatest pitchers of all time if he hadn't switched to being yeah. a, a, an everyday player. Yes. I think he won yeah. something like 90 games for the Red Sox before they sold him to the Yankees. and then. Yeah, know, he, he also had the longest, uh, uh, longest streak of um, uh, unscored upon innings, consecutive innings, uh, for a pitcher, which was later broken, I think, in the 70s. I think it was like 19 or 20. Wow. 25. Oh, yeah. Well, Babe Ruth's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anytime your your name's in the same sentence as Babe Ruth, <laughs> contract you, time. You've done yeah right. <laughs> you've done something right. So yeah, well, we'll see. The Phils are I think after they're done with the Reds, they head on and play the Mets this weekend away, and so they have their work cut out for them because a lot of the teams they're playing down the home stretch are uh, are on the winning side of things. So that it's not going to be a cakewalk to the end. And again, several games out of that playoff spot, still time. And as they say. Not just in sports, but in life. You know, one thing at a time, one day at a time. Uh, the NFL season starts tonight. Snuck up on us. Usually it's a Sunday thing, but Thursday night football being in the mix the last number of years. Packers and Bears played in at 820. The Bears. The Bears. Starting things off officially. On a side note, Joe, uh, I have a friend. Her name's Christina, just like my wife. Met her at the Family Hope Center where we get help for Tori. Ah. And she was there, I think, taking some uh, educational stuff for work she does back in Chicago. She's from Chicago. Her son plays for the Bears. Really? Yes. And the Bears <laughs> come to Philadelphia. I forget. It's in October, I believe. Yeah. And I sent her a message. I'm like, do you think your son would be willing to come on the show? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. I believe he's a Christian young man. Yeah. And he's also had to deal with it's different when you're a star player and you, and you know you're on the team. Every year she posts on Facebook – 
I get to be a mama bear again because <laughs> you're never totally sure if your son's going to make it. Yeah. They say, and, and as, as Gary Cobbis said on our program, NFL stands for? Not, not for long? Not for long. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, three or four years, they say, yes. is the average. Yeah. Although I think some of that has to do with the physicality of it, too. Right. Well, Jason Peters, he's he's been around for 15 years. Yeah, it's way above the average. Really? Yeah. So the Eagles are borrowed time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's got a Hall of Fame career. The Eagles get rolling this coming Sunday. They're home against Washington. Looking forward to seeing how that all plays out. Um, all of that to say today, we're looking forward to having on someone who knows a little something about football, but not just football. Uh, he's his name is David Allen Arnold, and he actually flies above. Lincoln Financial Field, periodically. He does other games, right? Mm -hmm. He has a book uh, called Help from Above. And it's actually an interesting book because he talks about a number of things, including his everyday life. So it's not a book strictly about uh, camera work and all that stuff, but that's definitely in there. And the stories of being in helicopters. He's filmed the deadliest catch for like 15 years and many of the Olympics and all kinds of stuff. So. Uh, yeah, when I heard heard about this and saw the book opportunity, I was like, this would be kind of a fun guy to talk to, including the fact that he knows Philadelphia, right? So, yeah. Uh, and so he's coming up in just a little bit as we head into football season. This is a perfect time to chat with him a little bit about that. And so we'll have David Allen Arnold joining us in the program. Also want to give some stuff away today. So if you'd like to win a gift card, we have an expanding list of gift cards available. We have Duncan. We have Panera now. We have Rita's and Wawa. If you want to win one of those gift cards before we get into our conversation with David Allen Arnold, please give me a quick holler right now at 800-560-WFIL. 800-560-WFIL. It's just a simple little prize, $5.60. We'd like to make a few winners every now and again as a way of saying hello, and you can buy some coffee with it or a hoagie or uh, whatever you want to do, beverage and a bagel and hang out and, and chill. So that's our gift to you. Courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown, 800-560-9345. Give me a quick holler right now. We'll make a winner. And then we'll get to David Allen Arnold on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. 411 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Hello, who's this? What's going on? Hello? Oh, hi, I was calling. Uh... To win? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I was just sitting here and going, and I'm listening to the show, and I listen to the show all the time, and I'm like, well, the phone is right next to me. Let me call. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. You didn't just let it sit there. See, how can you possibly win if you don't actually call? It's not, you know. It's not going to ring yeah. itself. Well, hallelujah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And you are? My name is Denise. And where are you from? I'm actually from here from Philadelphia. Okay. Well, congratulations. You're having a fun, fine day. It's, it's got even better. Put a smile on my face. I've never won anything before. <laughs> See, this is the best part. I love that aspect of it. First time winner. So hang on. <laughs> Joe will get your info and you can pick the kind that you like. All right? Thank you, You're very welcome. God bless you. You too. That's some of the best fun I've I've had in a while. I enjoy when we get to make winners. We may even have to do that again before the hour is done. Have our number uh, close by, would you? 800-560-9345. We pretty much every day ask you to call in to win. It's 
nothing huge, but it's just nice to be able to win something. And she'll get a gift card in the mail and go spend it on herself or take a friend out and just get a, a coffee together. And that's part of our just simple way of enjoying getting to know the audience a little bit. So congratulations to her. And uh, again, be ready to be a winner as well at 800-560-WFIL, not just today, but in the days to come. Uh, we want to shift gears now and bring in our guest today, a gentleman named David Allen Arnold, who's written a book called Help from Above, How I Went from Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky. Hello, sir. Jim DeMoss, thank you so much for having me on. My privilege. I uh, came across your info the other day and thought, man, this would be a good guest to have on our program. <laughs> and uh, there's lots of different angles, literally, to go with. Um, but the uh, the book that you've written, Help from Above, How I Went from Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky. Very interesting book. Read through it and uh, was not what I expected at the beginning. And it really unfolds and you know, tells your story, alluding to and sharing individual small stories, right, throughout kind of. Uh, but this, and it's still an ongoing story. So maybe we can unpack it a bit and and talk about the work you've done and the lessons you've learned. There's a lot to lot to go with. You bet. Well, well, help from above is a lot like your show. I think people might tune into you expecting one thing, and then they probably hear all kinds of different stuff. <laughs> and that's really how the book is written. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, t- talk a little bit about. Uh, and if folks are just tuning in here, if you're in for a good story, this this show is for you today. Uh, talk a little bit about just kind of the, the the beginning of the camera work or some of the work you've done so people can understand, I guess, your resume, if you will, because a lot of things go in and out of the work that you've done. Sure, you bet. So I am a helicopter cameraman. I have been for the past 15 years flying above the crab boats of the deadliest catch in a little teeny tiny helicopter. I also work on a number of TV networks and TV shows around the world. I've done the World Series. I've flown over to Super Bowl, which is great for the Philadelphia audience. Yes. Uh, I, have, <laughs> I fly every year for Monday Night Football. So I absolutely love when we come to Philadelphia and we fly above your stadium because uh, people may not realize that in the world of football, Philadelphia is very unique because – for one thing, the amazing pyrotechnics that they fire <laughs> off from the rim of the stadium yes. when the Eagles score a touchdown. So when that happens, when, when the Eagles score, that pyro bursts up in this synchronized, color-coordinated effect on the rim of the stadium. And just above those fireworks, I'm in a little helicopter or an airplane <laughs> flying in a circle. And that's usually when the director of Monday Night Football will cut to my camera. Wow. I was going to ask you that very question when, you know, when they score and they had that whole thing and the fans are going wild. It's a lot of fun for them. But for you, does it get a little a little close once in a while? Like, hey, 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 <laughs> keep it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we, we have to pay attention to it. That's for sure. We don't want to get hit by those. But for me, it's, it's just an amazing, spectacular display. I mean, it's, this is what I love about flying over sporting events like an Eagles game is just the idea that uh, the entire city, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are all focused on what's happening in that stadium. And when the home team scores and those fireworks erupt and the crowd's going crazy, it's just such a spectacular shared celebration. It's it's one of my favorite things about sports. <laughs> I bet. David That's Allen that. Arnold is our guest. The book we're chatting about is Help from Above, How I Went from Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky, The Path unfolding for you did you have some aspirations at least generally speaking in the film area or camera work or 
or at all? Or was it more the flying that was of interest to you? Or how did that kind of come together? I know you, I read about your junior college experience and, and the hard work you put in. So I don't know where, where your starting point would be for you. I had zero interest in aviation, believe it or not. Basically, I was hired off the street with no skills, uh, no educational pedigree. I was hired off the street by an aviation company that I didn't even know what they did. I, they were in the phone book for video and film production, which is how they drew my interest. So I would come around every week or two and knock on their door and ask them, hey, you know, I'll work for free. You know, I'll do anything for you guys. Just let me know. And one day uh, they called me and they said, okay, well, we actually, what we do is aviation. We build uh, cameras that they, they uh, fly on helicopters for TV shows and movies. And they had called me to interview for this aviation job because I kept coming around and they did some checking on me with, with my other employers. And they found out that I show up on time, I work hard, and I don't complain. And based on that, uh, they knew they could teach me all of the complicated electronic and computer skills that you need to run these uh, gyro-stabilized cameras that we use. But what they were looking for was somebody with a good attitude. Yeah. David Allen Arnold is our guest. The book, Help from Above, How I Went from Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky. Those early chapters, and I say chapters because a lot of the chapters are even just a single page or two or three pages, but they tell, uh, you know, they bring a point uh, or more, more per per story. Uh, that those, Some of those early chapters, what you just described, the word perseverance jumped out and how you kind of, you know, you worked hard at being available and not knowing all the details, how it would pan out and not even saying, I, I have a lot of money. I have a lot of information. I've studied all this stuff. I'm ready. Uh, it was just I'm ready as a person. Maybe I don't have anything beyond that, but I'm ready. And like you said, I'll be on time. And I, and I, I think I love what I'm about to get in on and I want to give my whole self to it. So I think that's a great point. Because uh, th- maybe you could tell that quick story about uh, Ed Silva and, and, and uh, the hungry <laughs> uh, part in your book. Oh, that's, that's one of my favorite stories. Basically, Ed Silva was the vice president of a company called Westcam USA. But his building didn't say Westcam on the front. <laughs> his building was something else. Yeah. Which is why I kept knocking on his door because his, they had a sign up for uh, video and film production. And I didn't know that they had just changed into this giant corporation that built uh, gyro-stabilized cameras for helicopters. So he called me in for this interview, and he said, look, we only do you know, flying cameras for Super Bowl, for World Series, for James Bond, for big Hollywood movies. And he said, I, I have an opening because one of my guys is quitting. And he said, you have no technical skills. You're not qualified to work here. But he said, you know what I like about you? You seem hungry. And he kind of looked at me up and down and he goes, are you hungry? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm hungry. I, I am. And he said, OK, I'll, I'll uh, make my decision. We might hire someone from Hollywood. We might hire someone from New York. I'll let you know in the next few days what I'm going to do. This is, and just to, clarify, and went, just to clarify, this is the place you've been knocking on the door, thinking it was one kind yeah. of business. And they even told you, exactly. didn't you say, like, go go away, stop knocking on our door? And then they, then they still did call you later on as it turned out, right? So it was that perseverance without being annoyed. It is. Right? It's a great lesson for kids today, you know, because not only was I told no and to go away, but I was literally told not to bother them again. You know, and it was, <laughs> it was, it was as if, you know, the guy at the front desk was just so sick and tired of seeing me every two weeks. And he said, look, let's get this straight. 
All we do are helicopter cameras. We have no use for you. Quit coming around here. So I, I scratched them off my list, and I quit. I did. I quit bothering them. And that was about two to three weeks after that was when Ed Silva called me. I had never met him, but I guess he heard that I was coming around and, and that I was, I was trying to find work. And so that was how we got into this crazy interview where he said, look, you're not qualified to work here, but I'm thinking of hiring you anyway. Hmm. And uh, he said, the only thing you have going for you is you seem hungry. And so I went home to my apartment. And by then I, I found out what they did. And I, I thought, oh, my goodness, this company and this little tiny building, they, they work on all of the biggest TV shows and movies around the world. And I would love to work there. And I, man, I, how do I... How do I prove to Ed that I that I am hungry, that I really will dedicate myself to working for his company? And as I was taking the trash out of my apartment, I looked in the bottom of the dumpster and I saw the most perfect thing, the best way to show Ed how hungry I am. So I dive headfirst into the dumpster and I drag out a pair of old, ragged, oil-soaked work boots that someone had thrown in the trash. And I brought them back to my apartment, and I put one on a plate, and I, I put a nice uh, table thing, you know, as if it was a gourmet meal. And I took a picture of myself carving into this work boot like it was a sirloin steak with a big smile on my face. And I sent it to him. In those days, you know, I had a typewriter, and I had to actually cut the picture and paste it uh, onto the paper. And I wrote a little letter to him, and I sent it to his office. And Ed hired me on the spot. David Allen Arnold is our guest, author of the book, Help From Above, How I Went From Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky. We'll take a quick break, come back and continue our conversation with him. That's the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 425 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thank you for tuning in today. Quick note for you, Pastor Greg Laurie, who you may know from the program A New Beginning, he has a brand new book out called Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. Laurie interviewed family, friends, and business associates to take you on a journey into the life and legend of Johnny Cash, including his gradual return to faith. You can download a free chapter of that book at WFIL.com. And when you do, you'll be automatically entered to win Johnny Cash's 63-album Columbia Records Music Library. You can enter every day between now and the 27th of this month. Just type in the keyword cash or click the contest tab at WFIL.com. David Allen Arnold's our guest. The book we're chatting about, Help from Above, How I Went from Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky. Uh, he's done all kinds of uh, work in helicopters and planes and and filmed Deadliest Catch and uh, Monday Night Football and the World Series and, like, I think, Olympics and other stuff. So we'll chat about those experiences. But the reason I wanted to spend some time on this and on your sweeping the floor once you got in there was to emphasize that point. One quick story on my side is that I, I DJ weddings. And one time I was setting up before anyone got there, and the maitre d' was working on tables, and he's kind of muttering to himself. And he's like, there are three types of workers and people who don't even show up for work and the people who show up and they just kind of do whatever they're told. And then there's another kind that's very proactive and they do what they're told, but they're also their eyes are open for how can I make things better around me? And that came to mind right away with your sweeping the floor chapter uh, where you say, all I have is hard work without complaint. Maybe you could share a bit for that. Just kind of also how that led to your first uh, ride in the in, in first flight, if I'm not mistaken. 
that's exactly how I got my first ride in a helicopter. Um, they hired me at Westcam. The guys who worked there were shocked. Uh, literally, one of them looked at me and said, what are you doing here? Uh, be, because the equipment that they operate is extremely complicated. Uh, you have to know a ton about aviation, mechanics, electronics, computers. It takes so much expertise just to make these really complicated uh, gyro-stabilized camera systems, which at the time weighed, some of them weighed over 200 pounds. And they were full of robotic electronic servo systems. Uh, they had spinning gyros that gave the camera a, uh, a massive amount of inertia so it could stay smooth and steady while the camera was being flown on the helicopter. And the guys looked at me and they couldn't believe that I had been hired off the street with no knowledge of any of that. So here I am, I'm, I'm in the shop and all the guys are, are out working on big TV shows and movies around the country. And the shop was pretty messy. In fact, because everyone was so busy just traveling from one TV show or movie to the next, they really didn't have time to, to clean up the place. So it was just a pile. The floor was filthy. There was stuff strewn everywhere. The workbenches were covered. You, you couldn't put anything on a workbench because the workbenches were covered with stuff, aerospace, uh, gadgets, and electronics, and parts. I didn't know what any of that was, but I thought, you know what I can do is I could sweep this floor and make the place clean. So I'll do that. So I started sweeping the floor, and 6 o'clock rolled around. Everybody went home, and uh, I stayed in the office, and I swept and swept and swept until the whole shop floor was clean, uh, which it had never been fully cleaned before. Wow. That took me until about 2 o'clock in the morning. And then I started taking all those uh, space gadgets and parts things and, and straightening them up and organizing them so that as I cleaned each workbench, I left an empty open space so you could walk up with a Westcam gyro-stabilized camera and work on it. You'd have room now to do that. And I did it on every workbench. I did it throughout the entire shop. And the next morning when the bosses came in to the office, I was still there cleaning the shop, wearing the same clothes I had on the day before. And they didn't recognize the place. And my supervisor at the time pointed to me, I'll never forget, he, he pointed at me as, as if I had scored a touchdown. <laughs> wow. And he said, that's it. He said, you're going with me on my next movie shoot. And, and he, he did. He took me with him and uh, gave me an on-the-spot promotion. And that was how I found myself flying in a helicopter for a Hollywood movie. And I love for kids today to hear that story because... It's so confusing when you look at the world of work. It just seems like it's impossible to get a break or to get anything except an entry-level job. And I really love for kids today to hear my story so that they know that no matter where you get hired or where you start, you can always move up from there if you do a really good job where you're at. David Allen Arnold's our guest. The book we're talking about, Help from Above, How I Went from Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky. He has uh, been an airborne cameraman for Monday Night Football, World's Deadliest Catch, and many other endeavors. We're going to actually maybe detour into a couple of those here for a second, but that's a great uh, point to really drive home. Uh, and people will say things like, grow where you're planted or whatever. Like, basically, be faithful with what you have right in front of you. And uh, it, it sounded like you also did this sweeping the floor without, uh, you know, and cleaning 
in the right tone. Like the, some people could maybe come across as too helpful. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. like don't, don't go over there. Don't do that. But, but if you're kind of doing things maybe in a, a calm, diligent, quiet way, that can be noticed and, and appreciated. Um, I mean, did, did it sound, was that correct as, as, as how you approach that project no one had asked you to do? Well, it is. And I, I think this may surprise people. people. People always look at the equipment that I use because it's so expensive and sophisticated. These cameras cost between five and $700,000. Hmm. They are incredibly complicated and sensitive. Uh, and that's how we get a steady, stable picture from a moving aircraft for a TV show. Yes. People look at all that technology and they think, wow, you must be like a genius. You, you must have. And, and the number one question I always get when people see the equipment that I work with, they say, Dave, did you go to school for this? Hmm. Uh, because it seems like you would have to. And I think it's really shocking when people find out, A, I don't have a college degree, yeah. and B, uh, and this is a lot of what's in my book. I mean, you've read it, so you know I have so many embarrassing stories of what an idiot I am sometimes. I am literally, <laughs> usually, 95% of the time, I am the dumbest guy in any room I walk into, bar none. I'm always the dumbest guy in the room. And so, and I know that about myself. And so what I do is I keep it real simple. I say, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to figure out how to you know, reinvent this wheel, but like you said, I can be helpful. I can sweep the floor so that my coworkers can do this, or I can clean all these workbenches so that my coworkers can come in and, and do that. And I think if you're helpful in that way, in an unselfish way, if you serve the people around you, yeah. if you serve your employers in that way, if you're that type of worker, it doesn't matter what you do. There will always be a demand for you. You'll always have a job if you treat the people that you work for and the people that you work with that way. David Allen Arnold's our guest, author of the book, Help from Above, How I Went from Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky. It's 4.33 in the Tim DeMoss Show. We're going uh, down to 64 this evening with, speaking of which, cloudy skies. Tomorrow still on the cloudy side with a few showers likely. High just 70 tomorrow. Mix of clouds and sun both tomorrow, or I should say Saturday and Sunday, and a high of 80 each day. Uh, Phil's lost 8-5 to Cincinnati last night. They uh, played this afternoon against the Reds, and again, I've been so engrossed in the program. I didn't even know. Did they win, Joe? Do you even know? You know you're too engrossed in the show, too, aren't you? See, you're, <laughs> either that or you're asleep. No, you're not. Yeah. They what? Yeah, whatever. So, anyhow, uh, and the, there is football tonight. Been chatting with David Allen Arnold about his uh, videoing over Lincoln Financial Field. Thursday night football is tonight. Green Bay at Chicago. So that's pretty cool. 8.20 as the football season gets underway. We'll continue our chat with David Allen Arnold in just a second. He has written this book, again, uh, Help from Above, How It Went from Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky. We also have another giveaway to do in just a couple moments. Hang on for that. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 437 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Yeah, I just checked Bills did lose, unfortunately, 4-3 in 11 innings. Gave up a home run in the bottom of the 11th to, uh, I guess they wound well, up splitting with Cincinnati. They won the first two games, lost the last two. He was nine pitchers today. Wow. Blew right through that whole bullpen, pretty much. 
They uh, try and get back on track tomorrow night. They're at the Mets for a weekend series and see if they can climb back into the playoff race. There are several games out at this point. Uh, let's see. Oh, so I want to give away a gift card before we go further, if I can. If you would like to win a gift card to Duncan or to Panera or to Rita's or to Wawa, we have those. Courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Give me a quick holler, 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. We like to do those every now and again. Just a simple little gift to you, $5.60, enough to get a couple of coffees or a bagel or a sandwich or a hoagie or something. And uh, it's just a way of kind of getting connected with the audience. We had, I think it was Denise earlier in the hour. She's like, I'm looking at my phone. I'm thinking, well, I guess I just pick it up and call. And she got right through and she won. So similarly, the phone won't. Call us on its own, uh, but if you call, you could win. In fact, let's go ahead and do that. Hello, who's this? This is Julie. Where are you from, Julie? I'm in Malika Hill. See, you won just like that. How easy could that have been? Awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah. How's your day going? Wonderful. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Oh, I've just been busy all day, but it's been beautiful weather. Yeah. I love the cloudy, kind of overcast-ish weather. It's uh, calming. And there's no rain today. Yeah. It's different, so. Feels like fall. Yeah. Yeah, that's coming. It's coming. Sweater weather is on the way. Yes, it is. All right. Well, I'll put you on hold, and Joe will get your info, and we'll, you can pick the one that you like, and we'll mail it right out to you, okay? Wonderful. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks for listening in. Have a great rest of your day, and... Joe will grab that, and we'll continue our conversation. We've been chatting with David Allen Arnold. He has done a tremendous amount in his lifetime, professionally speaking. He's a cameraman for the show The Deadliest Catch and also has done Monday Night Football. He's been over Lincoln Financial Field with the Eagles games. He's done the Olympics. He's been involved in many, many things, and we're chatting about this book of his uh, today. But I was also thinking uh, on the uh, professional side of things – you mentioned the the camera. Uh, my producer Joe, when who you talk with ahead of time to get our time together set up, he said uh, you should talk to him about you know the helicopter. Like you know, I guess the image being how much vibration is going on and how hard it is to use a camera in the helicopter. But you you reference that in the book as well. The cameras at West Cam at that first main job you had really they they were done in such a way they kind of float in space, and so it makes your shooting of football games or whatever else you're doing. Seamless. Uh, talk, talk about that a little bit, if you would. They, these are amazing machines. Westcam uh, nowadays is only military. At the time when I was hired, they did military, you know, sensors for attack helicopters, and they also built gimbals for us to use for entertainment for TV shows and movies. Uh, in the years since, they went back and became only military cameras now. But uh, I have a similar system made by Cineflex. It is amazing because, like you said, it isolates the camera and the lens from the movement of the aircraft. And because it's remote controlled, I can be an air, aircraft, you know, which is violently vibrating in the winds. Uh, in fact, in my second book, I have the story of flying for Monday Night Football over the Philadelphia Eagles. And I talk about the winds, which were really violent that night. And so I'm in this aircraft, and my head is hitting the ceiling because I'm being thrown in the air every time we hit an air pocket. Wow. And, and uh, meanwhile, the camera sits perfectly still. And because I never touched the camera with my hands to steer it, 
uh, I can zoom in on the moon. I can fill the frame with the moon. It's basically a telescope at that point. And it's sitting perfectly still. And I guarantee you, when people see that on the, uh, the broadcast for the Eagles game, they don't even realize that that shot of the moon, uh, which you can see the mountains on the moon, they don't realize that that's taken from an aircraft, which is bobbling and, and wobbling above the stadium. How high, uh, but this technology, yeah. this technology keeps it perfectly still. How high up uh, are you if, you if you're doing an Eagles game? How far above the stadium do you think you might be? We're usually from two to three thousand feet above the field. That's crazy. Does it ever? You've, you've done enough of. I mean, this has been your life for many years now. Is it kind of like stepping in a pair of comfortable shoes? You know what you're doing, even though you you do talk about in your book how you you know you're one mishap away from from dying. At the same time, uh, it, you, you've done it a lot of times. So, what's your thought process when you go into a helicopter and you're going to film whatever it is you're filming? Do different situations make you feel differently. When you talk about the world of work and what you do at your job, uh, I'm very blessed because I work in a job where every single day when I go to work, it is an absolute adventure. Hmm. And like you said, there is an element of danger in flying in a small aircraft. And so there's a lot of stories in the book about uh, you know, what can go wrong. And beyond that, just the challenges of it, you know, that's why I love this chapter in my second book is because I talk about the pressure of, of steering the stereo-stabilized camera while 10 million people are looking at their TV screens and they can see what's coming through my lens. And being part of a live TV production like Monday Night Football is an amazing orchestra of hundreds of people operating cameras, steering the lighting equipment working the sound equipment, uh, coordinating the host talent, orchestrating everything real-time, live, on the spot, so that when you watch Monday Night Football, you are magically propelled from my spot, looking at the city, down into the stadium, and then I zoom down to the field, and then they cut live as it happens, you know, between 30 other cameras. Graphics are coming on the screen all at the right time. Music is playing, you know, right to, right. Uh, and then they're playing promotion of the last play to show you what happened. You couldn't see it with the naked eye. That's all being done real time. And so I'm, I'm one player in that orchestra. It's and there's amazing. a lot of pressure, and it's a real challenge to hit the right note at the right time with a football game, which you don't control. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, so it's fun to hear about uh, a little snippet of it at least. David Allen Arnold is our guest. The book we're talking about, Help from Above, How I Went from Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky, and he's also written another book he's uh, talking about here, Help From Above Too, What Lies Above the Clouds. Uh, share, if you would, too. I know there are other things you've done just for fun, just even a little snippet of, uh, you know, one fun fact about World's Deadliest Catch and perhaps uh, any other endeavors you've done, uh, you know, whether it's a one-off or Amazing Race or things you've done a lot of times. Well, uh, when you talk about the adventure of my job, Deadliest Catch is the scariest place that I fly in every single year. And we actually, in our aircraft, we should have died one year. <clears throat> we got lost in a storm offshore at night. Hmm. And one of the boats used their, they, the, all the fishing boats on WS Catch have giant stadium lights that light up the ocean around them. And one of the skippers used the lights on his boat to show us the way back to Dutch Harbor in this blizzard. And that's, that's why I'm here today. Uh, and that story is in Help From Above. So, so readers can learn not only how did the show get started, what is it like to be on the ground in Dutch Harbor, 
but then also doing my job flying above the crab boats and the worst weather on earth, uh, what it's like to go through that and come home. David Allen Arnold, our guest, again, the book called Help from Above, how I went from sweeping the floor to painting the sky. Quick break, come back and wrap up our conversation together. Uh, and I did mention doing another giveaway. Maybe let's do that now as we go to the break. If you want to call in, 800-560-WFIL to win a gift card to one of several venues that we have uh, a little arrangement with. We are glad to hook you up with a gift card to Duncan or to Panera or Rita's or Wawa. 800-560-WFIL right now to win. 800-560-9345. Back with more on the Tim DeMoss Show. AM 560-WFIL and WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 449, let's make a winner or two. Hi, what's your name? Uh, Sharon. Hi, Sharon, what's going on? Uh, I just got home from work, and I usually listen to you on the way home from work, and just thought I'd call and maybe get a gift certificate. Well, we can do that. That's nice. How how was your work day, all right? It was a really good day. I'm a reading specialist, so I got to uh, meet some of my students today. Oh, school's back in session. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good. Glad to hear, and I'm glad we can hear to make it a little bit better for you. So I'll put you on hold, and Joe will get your info, and then we'll get that out to you. Where are you from again, did you say? Uh, I live in Harleysville. Okay. Excellent. Hang on one second. Make one more winner. Hello, WFIL. Hello. Hey, who's this? This is Michelle. Hey, let's make you a winner. All right. Sounds great. Is that okay with you? That's fine with me. You're sure? Because I don't have to if you don't want I am positive. All right. It's a good day to be a winner. Yeah. Where are you from? Philadelphia. Okay. Anything going on today in particular? I'm um, just out and about. Um, went to Ladies Fellowship. Went to a Tai Chi class. Just enjoying my day. Excellent. Hang on one sec. Joe, we'll get your info. All right. All right. We continue our conversation, wrapping up our program with David Allen Arnold, author of the book, Help from Above. How it went from sweeping the floor to painting the sky. You filmed, among your interesting experiences, President Trump, right? I sure did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, shot him, uh, I shot him before he was president. He used to stand on the roof of his building in New York City, and he would talk to our helicopter and you know, make his big gestures and his famous line, and then we would zoom back to show the whole skyline, and that Trump Tower was in this you know, sea of buildings That's funny. in Manhattan. <laughs> and uh, and then once once he was elected president, I've for Monday Night Football, I've flown over him, which is an interesting thing because no one's allowed to fly over the president. And yeah. so to fly over President Trump, uh, I have to have a Secret Service agent on board with a gun <laughs> who is supposed to kill us all and sacrifice himself if we make any sudden moves. And uh, wow. and that's how we that's how we get permission to fly over the president for an Eagles game or, you know, when he's in town, nothing is allowed to fly over his head. And so in your case, you're obviously filming because of the game itself. And uh, it's kind of surreal, but I guess it's another one of those interesting chapters in your life. If folks read the book, they will see that, uh, you know, you talk about some of these things, but there's also a lot of everyday life going on and your adventure kind of unfolding. The the chapter about your work in the movie uh, Armageddon at NASA, I guess it was, filming for that movie. And I thought it was a, a great story because of the leadership also involved with the uh, the gentleman, uh, Kurt uh, Soderling, was it, I think? That's right. Wow, yeah. good memory. <laughs> yes. He and I talked about this book as I was writing it, 
And uh, I said, you're in my book, Kurt. And he goes, oh, he goes, is that uh, what happened on Armageddon? <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> was, just give folks a quick, a quick tease of that, if you would. Well, it's, again, I think it's a great story for kids today to read and learn that, that you can make a mistake at work and keep working. It's not that people expect you never to make a mistake at work. It's that they expect you to handle your mistakes a certain way. And those days we were shooting film for, for Hollywood movies, and, and I messed up the film camera, and I accidentally exposed all of the film from the movie of the space shuttles and the NASA Space Center that they had been flying around and filming that day. And when my boss found out about it, not only did he not fire me on the spot, which he could have, he also found out about several other mistakes I had made, which were just unforgivable errors. Uh, and he, he looked at me and <laughs> yeah. as if he had seen a ghost. And the way he handled it, it really is such a great lesson, I think, for kids today, because he didn't blame me. He didn't point fingers at me. He didn't uh, say, this is all Dave's fault. Let's get rid of him. He did the opposite. He went to the big bosses on the movie and he said, this is what's happened. And that gave the bosses an opportunity to, uh, first of all, not fire me because he didn't, he didn't hold me out as the, the sole reason for the problem, which I was. But he also gave them an opportunity to plan. to say, Okay, so this has been screwed up by, by somebody. Uh, so now what can we do so that we still get all of the scenes that we need from this location for filming the movie? Sure. With Bruce Willis. And, and that um, obviously... Uh, Kurt treated me a certain way because of uh, my relationship with him and because he knew how hard I worked. So I, I like to think that he was encouraged to help me out because he knew I was the one. The one thing he knew for sure was that when he showed up on set, I had done everything humanly possible to make sure that we didn't have a problem that day. And so when I did have a problem, you know, he knew that. And so he knew that I, I wasn't just being lazy. Uh, I had just simply made a mistake. Yeah, and I mean, so well, uh, I'd love well. for kids today to read that read that story and and apply it to their working life. Yeah, and it speaks well of leadership too. And thinking, what does it mean to be a leader, and the ability to not, uh, you know, like you said, to to take responsibility and for for Kurt to take responsibility and kind of have you sheltered underneath him, and and then let's keep moving forward. So it wasn't about you know, saving his own neck and it was whatever, but it was like, all right, and like you said, let's assess this and how can we make it better. I mean, how much that because the film to to have I guess exposed the film to the elements. How how much work was undone at that point? You had to redo a whole day's shoot or something, or well, in those days the magazine held ten minutes of filming, so okay. ten minutes of screen time had been lost. It, it wasn't so much the amount of footage that we lost; it was really just a matter of where we were. It was the idea that we were flying with the space shuttles uh, with our helicopters. And those are hard things to pull together. You know, we, we had to have, you know, special clearance to be even standing on the ground near the space shuttles uh, where the helicopter was landing to reload film. And and so yes. it was uh, it was just kind of a worst case scenario of I had I had screwed up something that had a lot of moving parts. And, right. uh, you know, you got all the m movie stars roaming around Cape Canaveral. You've got all the military that's, you know, guiding us <laughs> and giving us clearance to to go into certain areas to film. So then we all had to go back and then figure out how to, to recreate those scenes. And uh, it, was a, it was a bit of a nightmare. It was, it was, as I describe in the book, it was the worst day of my working life. 
And as you said, the, the way Kurt handled it, who was my boss on the movie, uh, the way he handled my mistake was such a great lesson for me. And like you said, leadership and and how you handle problems at work. David Allen Arnold, kind enough to be our guest today. The book, again, called Help from Above, How I Went from Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky. The book shares a lot about your professional ventures, but a good chunk of it's really your personal story, your girlfriend, your son, references to God, and, of course, your second book, which delves into some pretty crazy things going on in your neighborhood. I'm thinking... Uh, is there any chance you'll be in Philly this season doing some uh, work for the Eagles or whatever, or, or, or football filming? Perhaps we can continue the conversation. Or I have to check my schedule. Uh, I know I'm in New York twice for Monday Night Football. Okay, uh, there might be a game. There might be a game in Philadelphia. I really hope there is. I would love to talk to you guys some more. Uh, I love that people can go onto my social media and see all the videos and pictures of flying over the Eagles game. Uh, I just put a video on YouTube this morning of our flying around. Uh, Lincoln Financial Field as those fireworks are erupting <laughs> because the Eagles scored a touchdown. And so I, I hope I get to talk to you guys some more, and uh, and I, I really hope I, I get on the ground. That'd be fun. Well, if you if you are in town, let's get in touch, and maybe we can uh, you know meet up a little bit. Or I would love that so much. And um, I also want to give a, a shout-out to the hardest-working man in radio <laughs> and uh, <laughs> say that, that your producer, Joe, I, I talk to radio stations all over the world. And uh, your producer, Joe, is a class act. He did such a great job of setting up this interview. So I agree. Right. And now I have to buy him another coffee just because he's looking at me. No. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Way to go, Dave. I'm sending you the bill. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for checking in. Thank you. God bless you. Good to talk to you guys. You too. Bye-bye. What a nice guy. Yeah. Joe, don't, don't get any ideas now. I can see the salary demands going right through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be at least 1% more next year. We're going to have to delete that file. So uh, make sure that no one ever hears that again. The podcast is usually on the website, but in this case, no. Hey, tomorrow, Joe, we turn one. Woo-hoo! That's t- oh, tomorrow's Friday. It's our one-year anniversary show. We have absolutely nothing planned. Now, it's not true. There are a couple of guests. I'm not going to tell you who yet, but we will tell you tomorrow. Jim Max at Max 413 Ministries. In the meantime, please be prayer next. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.